Welcome to episode 125 of the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. This episode, being the first show of the month, is of course going to be the market recap. We're rolling into April, so we have all the numbers coming in from the month of March. We're going to go through those, but before I start... You may have seen that the show has been relatively scripted over the last couple of months, and a couple of you investors and I have had some really good meetings about kind of where the content should go in the future, what really matters to those of you that are actually spending money buying real estate here in Oklahoma. And you guys wanted some more unscripted stuff. You wanted me to share kind of like what I did back in 2013, 2014. And to be honest, I liked that content too. So going forward, you're going to see a lot more, hear a lot more of me real talking with you. Uh, I think that's a great concept because there is so much to be discussed that we learn each and every week here in the wild, wild west of Oklahoma County. Uh, and the reason why I do call it o the wild, wild west of Oklahoma County is it's very interesting how the price dynamics here, which being a low land value, okay, low land value, high asset, like high improvement uh, area, is what causes this to be a linear market. And what I mean by that is compared to places like Florida, California, even coastal regions throughout the United States, where the land itself is desirable. Oklahoma doesn't really have that. The land is cheap here. So when you're buying a home here, you're really buying the commodity on top of the land, the improvement as an appraiser or a county would call that. So really what we're doing when we trade assets here is we're trading commodities, the packaged commodity of a house, the lumber, the steel, the asphalt roofs, the concrete, all the components that come together to make a home. That's what we're trading. An important element that does not get talked about very much in, in, in uh, different markets is code enforcement. Code enforcement is an interesting concept because it can allow the price value to vary widely depending on how regulated each individual market is. The more regulated it is, the more consistent pricing you typically see. Whereas the more loosely regulated it is, the more volatile the part pricing can be, such as in a third world country where Prices can go all over the place, and building structures can vary from a shanty village up to you know a five-star hotel just down the road. Um, that's where the American market is supposed to be shining. But when we get to Oklahoma County, one of the things that I've been uh, noticing and really researching uh, is that there's only nine code enforcement officers for over 600 and 40 square miles of housing. Uh, and that alone should tell you that the amount of resources available to monitor code violations is vastly insufficient. Uh, not only that, the attitude of the city and state has always been a do what you want to do <laughs> first mentality. And now that's changing with new city council and new laws, new regulation. They're getting much more um, 
legalistic in, in terms of future construction. And of course, any new build in Oklahoma County is going to have all kinds of permits and stuff required. They're going to be checking up on them. Um, but the existing homes, right, w- that are being renovated and all that, very rarely do I walk into one of those and see anything in the home that meets code. I mean, it's a joke sometimes. Really, anything under 150000 in Oklahoma County, I don't expect anything to meet code. Literally, nothing in the home especially in the areas of southwest Oklahoma City, northeast Oklahoma City. And what's being what's very interesting to me now is those areas, those class C and class D areas have now exponentially grown in pricing. These are homes that if you called me in 2013-2014, you would be buying them for 25 thousand dollars. Now those same homes being offered on the market at 75, 80, 100,000, 120,000 with the same problems. So with more tax coming into the, the county based off of the new reassessed purchase prices, they're going to have more funding to eventually put forces behind to enforce code violations which means when you start replacing components in those homes, they will need to meet code at some point. So we want to keep in mind when we're buying these properties and we know there's blatant code violations, okay? That some at some point in the near future, could be a year from now, could be 10 years from now. I think it will probably be 10 years from now, judging by the decisions the city keeps making to turn a blind eye to the vagrant amount of code enforcement violations existing throughout the city. It's insane. My team did the numbers the other day, and if they just enforced the vacant property dereliction law, there would be 56,000 properties made available for sale uh, just based off of that one code violation alone. So that being said, Where do we go from there? Well, let me share my screen here and let me show you what the current uh, month has resulted in as we now enter back to post-pandemic, relatively normal housing market. On the screen here, for those watching on the YouTube, and I'm going to describe this in detail if you're listening on the audio podcast on a train or driving or doing something other... Oklahoma City, let's look at our median sales price. I want to start there. Let's start with Edmond. Edmond coming out wildly higher from 372.5 as their median sales price last month out of February. And then coming out of March, well, last month was March. This is April now, but we're 30 days behind because of real estate transactions. Take 30 days to close. They came out at 381. Okay. And for the year over year, that's up 13.8% in Edmond. Outstanding considering Edmond typically has been the most linear progressive market at only 3.5% annual appreciation. And now we're going up 13.8%. But I want to make a comment on that. You need to realize when we're looking at these numbers. Now, if I pan out all the way to the max, you can see. Really, Edmund has been consistent 
linear growth. We're getting a little volatile, not too crazy, little volatile, but I am a firm believer that this is a direct result as part of the new construction glut. Let me show you what I mean by that. Oklahoma County, which includes a vast majority of, and really this is the Oklahoma MSA, which includes Edmond, uh, Newcastle, um, Norman. I mean, it's a large area. In March of 2022, there was 848 new builds. Now, in in February, coming out of February, there is 359 new builds started. That is a huge decline. And that's, if you see, it takes nine months or longer to get on the market. These This price increase is most likely due to the influx of a lot of new home construction, okay, which is obviously priced at the highest price per square foot of any construction. It's brand new material. And when I look to verify this, almost 50% of the properties that were on the market the last 90 days in Edmond are new construction. So that being said, don't be surprised if in the next six months, we see a departure or a decline in median sales price due to this knee-jerk reaction of new construction homes going from 850 to 350 now in new starts, right? And we've already seen companies like Tabor Homes who was throwing out massive incentives. They were having poker rallies, all kinds of stuff going on just three months ago. Now they're announcing via email that if you don't buy by the end of March, which now we're into April, they're going to be raising the price come April. And that's because the new home chain that they're building has slowed down and now they only have less inventory and they obviously have a huge corporation they need to keep in motion and guys salary and all that so now they're slowing down the the rate of sale by raising the price so anyways that's my comment on Edmund. let's get into yukon yukon coming out from february ending the month of march february was what 252 median sales price again half the properties selling for above 252 half of them selling below but it's much more accurate than the average 252 closing out march at 280 that making for the year a 6.3% increase uh, year over year for Yukon. Jumping down to more, more came out of uh, February in 217,000 and then into March at 205, making a negative 5.3% change in value. Uh, now, that's the median, keep in mind. A lot of that coming into more not having the new construction glut like other markets did. And also, more has a lot of uh, rental properties that I noticed were coming up for sale in the 80, 90, 100,000 price point. These were properties that were uh, termite infested, all kinds of goofy stuff hit the market this last 30 days. Uh, we toured some of those with our investors. Those were still bid up crazy amounts. I mean, 21, 30 offers on these $80,000 homes. Um, so those definitely affecting 
that median price. And we'll look down deeper as we go in the next month to make sure that's not a trend, but I can almost guarantee you it's not a trend in more. It's just more has had a lot of properties that are lower priced coming on the market that are perfect for rental properties. If you can get past that the tornado existed in 1995 down there, and there hasn't been a significant tornado since. So uh, keep that in mind. Now let's move to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, 211 was the median uh, price coming out of uh, February. Jumped up to 229.9 out of, out of March. Excellent improvement coming into the spring. That makes a 4.5% increase year over year for Oklahoma City. Remember the difference, large difference between Oklahoma City and Edmond being the amount of code enforcement that is, is required. Edmond being much more strict, Edmond also having excellent rated schools. Their schools are near a 10 on the great schools rating, whereas Oklahoma City is more like one, two, and three out of 10. Uh, now, that being said, uh, you know, my children are actually in Oklahoma City schools and their teachers wonderful, their class is wonderful. It really just depends class by class. But as a county overhaul over the city district, uh, you can bet that Edmond schools are going to be much better. Uh, just just if you just roll the dice and throw your children in a school, Edmond's going to be much better school. So you got the school and then new construction, right? Edmond is mostly 1980s or newer homes, maybe 1960s. All those homes would have had new code enforcement laws when they were built. And that really is what sets the tone difference in each town because sure, the home values are are less in Oklahoma County, but they're also crazy put together with all kinds of ghetto rigged stuff behind the walls and just a lot of mess. Now, that being said, before you say, well, I don't want to buy any of that stuff because no one will want to rent it. Well, that's not true. Everybody that's born here or a lot of people that come here, they're used to that type of standard of living and they don't even see a difference. So that's why it's existed for so long. So I digress. All right, let's get over to uh, the heat map. I want to look here. We're going to look through this like it's the weather. The blue areas are the highest appreciation forecasted. The red areas are depreciation areas. This is based off of a automated appraisal system created by CoreLogic, who is the system, the preferred system for appraisers as a starting point guide for their appraisal figures. So uh, in the middle here is Oklahoma City. I want to describe this for those on the audio podcast. The big area I want to point out here is two things. Southwest Oklahoma City, like I've been saying before, 73119, zip code 73119, huge resurgence in value. This area of town called the box, the fire department calls it the box because code enforcement is so out of touch in this area that there's a fire nearly every day. However, that being said, the property values are accelerating rapidly. There's a lot of people that are getting displaced out of Northwest Oklahoma City as it gentrifies and they're being shoved down into 
what is predominantly Hispanic speaking or, you know, Spanish speaking area, you know, I'm a licensed real estate agent. So I have to be extremely careful how I describe the demographics in areas, but this is the facts, right? There is a large amount of Spanish speaking uh, people that live in the Southwest side of Oklahoma city. Well, the Northwest side who's predominantly been Caucasian, they are, transferring to the southwest side it's just guys i'm not trying to to direct traffic in any particular way i'm just trying to report the facts here and the facts are folks in northwest oklahoma city who can't afford their rent anymore because of the gentrification that's occurred the last five years are going counterclockwise we're seeing it all the time the northwest area of town is moving west the northwest, the northeast side of town, who was part of the redlining, and these are again facts. Not trying to tell you where to buy based on your ethnical background. I'm telling you the facts. In 1950, the federal government said if you were African American and you wanted a mortgage, a home loan backed by the government, you could only buy in an area defined by red lines called the redlining laws, and that was northeast Oklahoma City which is why that part of town has a concentration of African-Americans. That's a direct result of that. So as we move, as we move, uh, hang on, as we move, so those folks that are wanting to move into uh, maybe newer homes, newer construction, they're moving, again, the counterclockwise movement. And that's this area of town is has seen such a resurgence this is east of nichols hills west of broadway extension on 77 this has seen a huge increase in value these are homes that were kind of the ghetto this was the ghetto park this is like east uh, uh britain road right before broadway extension this has seen an explosion in value and it's estimated to continue this whole area uh, well into the next 12 months. Now, that being said, you're going to see homes with bars on the windows, that kind of thing, because it's a transition period in uh, this kind of history transition we're getting into. So want to jump over to Rent Cafe's national broadcast of what they say rent is. Remember, no landlord ever gets a paper in the mail that says, what are you renting your house for? Please fill out this form. No. These are all based off of corporate corporate surveys that are multifamily housing, large apartment complexes that they get these rates from. But overall, we can see the average apartment rent in October, the last time they did the survey, was $962. Year-over-year change was 7.6% change. And the average single-family rent in October 2022 was $1,860 per month. Uh, that sounds really high. Uh, I think that more, the, the average is more like 1500 and anybody who has the ability to go on Zillow, which I strongly, strongly recommend you go on Zillow, uh, to rate your rent for what your property should rent for. It takes five minutes to go on Zillow, look at the rent change the Zillow profile over to rent and then look around your unit at what other landlords are advertising for and how long they've been on the market at that price point. 
No different from selling, uh, you know, opening a subway. You want to check to see if there's a sandwich shop nearby. And if there are, what are they selling their sandwiches for, right? Okay, so before we leave, if you've got your home on the market right now, I want to show you, you want to know how many showings you're going to get. Okay. Coming out of March, Oklahoma city had 10 showings per listing, which is insane. It's awesome. Good to see. Moore had 16. <laughs> Crazy amount of showings. Okay. Largely this is because of those investors are those pro those crappy properties that came on the market and they were just getting slammed with showings. So 16 showings for more. Yukon had six, which is more average. Uh, Edmond had 10. Oklahoma City had 10. Now let's look at the, uh, now that is the shows depending. So as you start getting closer to 10 in the month of March, which will probably continue into April. But remember, as we get into April and May, kids start getting out of school and we get flooded with properties on the market you're going to see more homes on the market, therefore more homes and less, less buyer per home area. Your days on market, let's jump into that. Oklahoma City, nine. Edmond, 15. Yukon, 30. More, 10. Let's look at our month's supply of inventory. We are tracking uh, relatively stable Oklahoma City, 1.4. Edmond, two months supply of inventory. Yukon, 2.3, more nine. Um, I don't even know what this annual thing's talking about with 360% increase. Some of these metrics don't make any sense to me. But February was 1.4, March stayed the same. Uh, oh, I know what it's doing. It's coming out of one year ago, which is obviously the pandemic. Um, so those numbers aren't going to be accurate. I think the point we want to look at is relative to the, the, the last, you know, um, you know, 15 years we're below average on the, the, uh, month supply of inventory. We should really be at Two and a half right now is what I'm seeing. Two and a half, maybe three. So we're below that. We're half of where we should be. So even if we jump up and we double in month supply of inventory, we're still right at where we need to be. So wouldn't be surprised if we see that increase as we get closer into there. Other than that, I think I've covered a lot of data here. I hope you enjoy this real talk episode. I hope you found it helpful. If you did, Leave me a comment. If you want to find more properties and talk with a realtor that's going to shoot you absolutely straight, which is what you need in today, you can lie to yourself all you want. <laughs> the realtor can lie to you. The state can lie to you. Everybody can lie to you. And sometimes if you believe the lie enough, the law of attraction, as some people say, will just enable you to live the lie the rest of your life. Great. Awesome. That may work. It also may not. Okay, so if you want their facts, you want to get real, our company is the one that's getting real. We're the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. We have a commitment to you to keeping real. I will always do that because I cannot stand uh, when an agent invests in their breasts more than the knowledge uh, that they need to have to make sure you're making a sound investment decision. So I've said enough. I, I, I'm sure my attorney will tell me to shut the hell up after now. So email me at Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N at O-K-C-R-E-A-L dot 
www.bigfootcapital.com to continue the discussion about your portfolio. Nobody stops the spin like I do. You guys have a good rest of your day and thanks for listening to the show.